You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. And so whenever you see the word sustainable development goal, you should automatically think one world government. It's part of the UN Agenda 2030, which has a goal to implement a one world government by 2030. Their selling points are to provide a world without poverty, a world filled with peace, prosperity, and unity. One of the events necessary to occur before Christ's return is a one world government. Would it surprise you to learn that plans are in place currently to accomplish this task? The goal of sustainable development isn't touted as a world government, but Pastor Holland believes this program could lead to a single government. The UN sponsors this plan for action in 2030. Now is a decade-long period of getting ready for this goal. Pastor Holland connects the dots in today's message, leading to an impending return of Christ. Let's join Pastor Holland as he continues his message of a prophecy update. The Abraham Accords. Prior to September 2020, Ezekiel 38 could not be fulfilled. But now that we have the Abraham Accords, Saudi Arabia and Yemen are now allies of Israel. So now if Russia comes to attack Israel, what's going to happen? They're going to protest. They're going to protest. But they're going to protest with the merchants of Tarshish. The merchants of Tarshish refer to the UK. And the UK is known as the old lion. The young lions refer to the nations that came out of the UK, which include Australia and Canada and India and New Zealand. And you know, there is another country that came out of the UK. Can you guess what it is? America. America. We came out of the UK. And so possibly this is the one reference that you know, for those that say uh, America is not in prophecy, well, this is kind of a, a thread right here. This is a thread you can hold on to, but it's, it's possible that the U.S. could be included in that. But in Ezekiel 38, verse 4, it says that Russia will be hooked into war. And what could do that? What could hook Russia into war? Well, there's two things right now that could actually be reasons for Russia to go to war. One possible hook is the Ukraine. The Ukraine is valuable to Russia. One, because it was at one time part of Russia after World War II. It gained its independence in 1991, and Russia is committed to getting the Ukraine back. They want it back into the family, so to speak. But Ukraine is also valuable to Russia because it is a huge source of natural gas in the region. It has one of the largest natural gas mines, uh, which Russia needs. They have the largest coal and oil reserves in the area. They have iron ore, but they are also the largest uranium mine in the area. The largest uranium mine in Europe. What do they make with uranium? Nuclear weapons. And so Russia has a lot of reason to want the Ukraine. Russia is committed, and they've actually said, if you come against us, we're going to, it's, they've already issued a threat of war. Another possible hook is Syria. 
Now, Isaiah prophesies that Damascus will be destroyed in one day in Isaiah 17, 1. It says, the burden against Damascus, behold, Damascus will cease from being a city and it will be a ruinous heap. Now, Russia and Syria have a defense agreement. They've had it for many years. And it could be that when Damascus is destroyed, because Israel has been attacking Damascus recently, when Damascus is destroyed, that that will be a hook to draw Russia into war against Israel. And when that happens, the nations that will side with Russia will be Libya, Ethiopia, Turkey, Eastern Europe, and Syria. And they will attack Israel from the north. And when they do, the Bible says that a volcanic eruption will destroy Gog. Now, when we were in Israel, we were asking the, I was curious about this, and so my wife was asking the tour guide, how many Russias, how many uh, volcanoes are there in Israel? Now, to, to help you understand the tour guide's answer, uh, my wife is, was, is very inquisitive, which is great because everybody on the tour bus loved her because she asked all the questions that they were afraid to ask. She just, you know, she just asked them. And so after a while, the tour, the tour guide says, you get three questions a day. That's all you get. We're going to limit you. And so on this one day, she goes, you know, how many volcanoes are there? And the guy goes, there are 61 volcanoes. And then he turned to my friend and said, I just made that up. Well, I didn't know that. And so for the whole year, I, every message that I had, I said, there are 61 volcanoes and they're not going to go uh, blow up the Russian armies when they come down. Well, I found out since then that there are only seven volcanoes in the Golan Heights area, and, uh, but there's only one active volcano in Israel, Mount Bental, in the Golan Heights, and it's on the border of Syria. And it only takes one volcano to wipe out an entire army. And so when Russia comes down, when God comes down to attack Israel, there will be an earthquake. The volcano will come back to life. It'll spew out, you know, all the stuff that volcanoes do and will just completely wipe out the armies of Russia. And it says that it's going to wipe out Gog. So that tells me that whoever the leader of Russia is at that time will be leading the charge. They'll be part of the army going out into battle against Israel. Now, a third sign is the introduction of the mark of the beast. The introduction of the mark of the beast. In Revelation 13, 15, it says that he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, every person on the planet will be forced to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. If they do not have it, they will not be able to buy or sell. Now, again, as I said, that these systems don't, prop up overnight. They take time to develop. And so we can look at 
what is happening in the world today and ask ourselves, are these systems being put into motion right now? And one of the things that I would like to call your attention to is something that is referred to as ID 2020. ID 2020. What is ID 2020? Well, according to an article published by Reuters, ID 2020 is a public-private consortium in service of the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goal of providing legal identity for all people, including the world's most vulnerable populations. So ID 2020 is working with Agenda 2030 to create a database of the identity of every person in the world. Every person in the world. Now, whenever you see, the idea of ID 2020 is that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is a part of that. And basically what they want to do is they want to have a way to track every person on the planet, a way to kind of have a way to identify them. And so whenever you see the word sustainable development goal, you should automatically think one world government. It's part of the UN Agenda's 2030, which has a goal to implement a one world government by 2030. Their selling points are to provide a world without poverty, a world filled with peace, prosperity, and unity. And right now, we are in a period of time globally, it's what they call the decade of action to deliver the global goals of achieving a one world government. And so COVID-19 is the crisis that they are using to implement ID2020, and they're implementing it through forced vaccination, and fear is the primary motivation for doing so. It's not saying that vaccination is the mark of the beast. As some people, I'm, I don't take the mark. I don't, I'm not saying that it is the mark of the beast. But what I am saying is that it is the mechanism that is being built through which the mark of the beast will come. Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. Fear will soon give way to punishment and loss of freedom. Uh, Recently, the CDC and coming into Christmas, they issued warnings that COVID cases would increase by 55% by Christmas Day. Now, this did not happen. But by their science, 
they put this out there in order to instill fear in the people. New York City is now forcing every person in the city to become vaccinated or they cannot work. So you cannot work in New York City unless you're vaccinated. December 30, 206 Marines were discharged for refusing the vaccine. So now you cannot serve in the military without being vaccinated. In Germany, unvaccinated people can only go to pharmacies or grocery stores. They can't go to restaurants or shop anywhere else. France passed a vaccine passport law that requires proof of vaccination to buy groceries, to travel, or to visit a restaurant. And now Sweden is promoting a vaccine passport in the form of a microchip that you can plant into your hand. And so now you just get it in your hand or maybe your forehead. And you can just walk up and it will just scan you and tell you you've been vaccinated. Now, doesn't this sound like the mark of the beast? Because you can't buy, you can't sell without this vaccination. But it's not the mark of the beast. This is uh, Franklin Graham agrees with this. He came out recently and said the vaccination is not the mark of the beast. But it is preparing the world. It is conditioning the world and building the mechanism for the mark of the beast to occur. And so, you know, if you're one of those like, oh, I got the vaccine. Am I going to go to heaven? Yes, you're going to go to heaven. Uh, Don't worry about it. Um, I'm not saying anything about it negatively because it is really a matter of conscience and what a decision, a personal decision between you and your doctor was best for you. But as believers, we are not going to be put in a position to have to refuse the mark of the beast because we're going to be gone because this happens in Revelation 13. In Revelation chapter 4, the church is raptured. So that's nine chapters later. So there's nine chapters of stuff that happens, and we're not here. And the mark of the beast is one of them. So all those preachers that are freaking out, saying, don't take the mark, don't take the mark, just don't listen to them anymore. They're not telling you the truth. That's just bad, that's just bad uh, exegesis. Now, a fourth sign is the movement toward a one-world government. In Revelation 13, verse 1, it says, Then I stood on the stand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Now on a side note, the UN just put up a statue called the Guardian of International Peace. And it was actually resembles the first beast of Daniel 7, chapter 4, which represented Nebuchadnezzar. It's a lion uh, with the wings of the eagle. Now, why, why did they just all of a sudden decide to erect this in New York City by the United Nations, you know, right now of all times? Um, but I want to call your attention to Agenda 2030, which I mentioned. The goal of Agenda 2030 is a one-world government by 2030. 
The motivation is human security through integrated solutions on a global level to promote world peace, security, and human rights. Agenda 2030 is working alongside of Agenda 21. And Agenda 21 is using social justice, economic prosperity, climate crisis, all to usher in a one world government through democratic alliances. So they're saying, we've got these crises in the world, this climate crisis. Why do you think that they gathered together to, you know, and America pulled out of this, you know, this treaty for climate, you know, this climate treaty, Trump pulled us out, but Biden put us back in. Why? Because he's joining in to Agenda 2030. In fact, Build Back Better is the theme for Agenda 2030. It's not an original theme. It came from the United Nations theme to form a one world government. And so, again, remember the toes of the statue here. It's iron mixed with clay. Iron mixed with clay is a democratic alliance. It's a democracy. Why do you think all of a sudden people are crying out against, oh, they're they're coming against democracy. They're using the word democracy, not in the way that it was intended to be used, but in a way to set up a future one world government because they're all going to democratically get together to make this happen. This is a quote from Agenda 21. Agenda 21 proposes an array of actions which are intended to be implemented by every person on earth. It calls for specific changes in the activities of all people. Effective execution of Agenda 21 will require a profound reorientation of all humans unlike anything the world has ever experienced. That's from their own documents. Agenda 21 is so radical that they've had to hide it by using coded language. It said participating in a UN-advocated planning process would very likely bring out many of the conspiracy-fixated groups and individuals in our society, the segment of our society who fear one-world government and a UN invasion of the United States through which our individual freedom would be stripped away would actively work to defeat any elected official who joined the conspiracy by undertaking LA-21. So we call our process something else. We're not going to call it what it is. We're going to change what we call it, such as comprehensive planning or growth management or smart growth. The only thing that's missing from Agenda 2030 and and Agenda 21 is a one world leader who will unite the nations of the world under a one world government. But the infrastructure is being built now. Now, these four or five signs are just a third of the things that are happening right now that tell us that Jesus is coming back soon. But don't believe me. Believe the science, right? We're told to follow the science. Believe what the scientists say. The Bulletin of Atomic Scientists put out every year a warning. They call it the doomsday clock. And they said this year, we are only 100 seconds to midnight. 
It's the closest the world has ever come to a catastrophic disaster that would end the world's population. That's what the science says. So what are we to do? What are we to do? Well, the world is going to tell you, don't look up. It's a new movie that's coming out, by the way. The world is going to tell you, don't look up. But the Bible says in Luke 21, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. As we come to the end of 2021 and we look into the future to 2022, I am absolutely convinced that Jesus can come back any moment. And I believe that it could even be in 2022 that we're going to see Jesus return. If he doesn't return, we are going to see some incredible events this year, unlike anything we've ever seen before. And the prophetic timeline has escalated. It's increasing. It's getting faster. It's not slowing down. These things that have occurred in the last two or three years, the, the Abraham Accords and other things, the nations, alliances that have formed, these things that have happened are happening at a faster and a faster and a faster rate. And it's just like a pregnancy, isn't it? When a, uh, when a woman is about to give birth, the contractions begin to come closer and closer and closer before that birth actually happens. And right now we're in that same phase of human history. We're seeing these things happen faster and faster and faster. That's why I'm just going to say it, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, uh, but the reality of it is, is that any preacher, anyone that gets up and says, oh, what we need to do is we just need to organize and we need to protest and we need to do all this stuff. You can do all of that stuff. I'm telling you, it's not going to do anything right now because Jesus is about to return. And there are things that are been set in motion and we're going to see these things happen. We're in a prophetic timeline. And what we should be doing at this point is not fighting against what is happening. We should be looking up and, and rejoicing because our redemption is about to reveal himself into human history. We're about to see something that is going to change everything for good. And justice is going to come back into the world. And righteousness is going to be established on earth. And Biden is not going to be president anymore. Jesus is going to be the king of the universe. He's going to be king. And Trump's not going to be president. It's going to be Jesus. It's going to be Jesus. We're looking forward to him. I hope you enjoyed the program today. You know, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
You know, there's going to be a day when all of us are going to stand before Jesus, and only those who have surrendered their life to Him will spend eternity with Him. Don't you want to be part of those that spend eternity with Jesus in heaven? You can pray this simple prayer and mean it with all your heart. Just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I confess that you have raised from the dead. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. If you've prayed that prayer, then I can say with assurance that you will be saved on that day. Thanks for tuning in today to Worship Life Radio. We're so glad you were able to join us for a time of Bible study, and we pray it's been a blessing to you. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Holland, you can find them online at calvarysanclemente.org. There, you'll also learn about Calvary San Clemente, the church behind this ministry. We'd love for you to join us for worship this weekend, either in person or online. Find all the information you need on our website. Again, that's calvarysanclemente.org. As we wrap up today's message, we'd like to offer an opportunity for you to partner with us in spreading the good news of the gospel. Would you join us in praying for those listening with you to Pastor Holland's message? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be turned toward the truth and love of Jesus, and pray for salvation to be found by many. Would you pray too about supporting the ministry of Worship Life Radio through financial giving? We use every amount given, no matter the size, for this program and expanding its reach. Thanks for praying about this. If you're ready to give or would like more information, visit calvarysanclemente.org. How can we be praying for you? It's our honor to encourage and pray for you, so please connect with us. You can email at info at calvarysanclemente.org or call us 949-228-9117. Again, that's 949-228-9117. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on Worship Life Radio. Have you ever wondered what it means to be saved? What are you saved from? Is salvation only about going to heaven? Pastor Holland's message series, So Great a Salvation, will answer these questions and help you discover the rich, abundant life salvation brings. Order your personal copy of So Great a Salvation at worshipliferadio.com.